Acupuncture. Acupuncture is the original biohack. Binaural beats. Nootropics. Tom, can you even spell nootropics? Supplements. Psychedelics. They told us not to take drugs. Now there's all this research on taking drugs. Science of compounding. Orgasmic meditation. Individual results may vary. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff we find interesting. I don't want to spend 12 grand to shine a red light on my junk. Just a couple of guys talking about somewhat strange health stuff. There's something weird here, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Irreverent health starts now. All right. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Oh, man, no complaints. No complaints. It is the dog days of summer, as it were. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Although they're feeling not so dog these days, right? I, I feel like I'm busier after COVID than I've been in my entire I, life. It's insane. This is normally a dead time for my clinic, and we're putting up record days left and oh, right. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I, I don't actually know anybody who has not reported an insane imbalance in work life situations right, even those even those poor bastards that are work from home you know i know you are oh, yeah. but like it's it's one of these things where they're like hey i'm not in the office and for some reason i'm never logging off now nope nope not an office is code word for oh so you could work 22 hours a day is that right? absolutely i believe so i believe so yeah um, and I will have to say, you know, in these in these crazy times, it's maybe even more important to kind of pay attention to the stuff that we talk about here all the time. It's and because, you know, you're you're it's getting harder to find find slots to do that stuff. Absolutely, and I mean, we're we're seeing it impact us in all levels. I mean, it, you know, we're having the 2020 Olympics right now in 2021, and Simone mm. Biles, arguably the greatest gymnast. A gymnast to ever exist uh took a mental health day and and i'm i'm kind of proud of her you know i, yeah, mean, it's, I mean it's insane stuff i mean that is the stuff isn't it like i mean when you see people when you see this permeating the absolute highest level of sport you know that we're on we're on the bubble right we're almost uh, absolutely like we're, absolutely yeah, we're and unfortunately, what that means is we're almost to the starting line, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have we're not this almost is the wheels anywhere, falling off the cart. <laughs> yeah, we are nowhere except for closer to actually starting to take this shit seriously. And and I so, but those things are very important. I mean, you know, look the last Olympics. Even can you imagine what people would have said about her then? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing I mean, the same thing. Can you it, even imagine? It, 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 what, what do you mean? She trained her whole life for this, is what they would have yeah, said. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the, those are the I think they're saying that now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine the other side, the, the darker? Oh, more, God. Um, I, well, I've seen some trolley version of that, which is why I try not to go onto social media. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> D- dig just, down into the bowels of the comment section. Ju- oh. Just the dude that spends 80 hours a week on the couch going, <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. a real American. And it's like, uh, No, that that's America, bro. Yeah, yeah. But I am excited. I did see that. I am pretty excited that that is that is happening. Um, Mm -hmm. Some interesting uh, studies coming out of our Viking friends uh, about the four day work weeks, Uh, which has been exciting, exciting as well. I I, I know know people in this country that have switched to that, you know, and it and it and it seems to really be changing the game for them. 
You know, I, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around this. I don't know how much you've gotten a chance to read this, but I mean, the, the studies are pretty promising. I mean, I think it's, I think the studies are in their infancy. I, mm-hmm, I to be fair, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I might not have seen it. That's completely fair, but um, this is obviously making some, some waves in the world. Given, <laughs> given the fact that there's a tremendous amount, at least in the United States. And I, I can't, yeah. I can't see this differently in other places that are, um, that are just not wild about the idea of giving all their employees an extra day off. So. I, you know, I, and, and I don't know who it was that signed up for, for the five day work week. Uh, you know, I, I hear that labor unions really had to make it two days off and like, yep. Is that's not even enough, man. And well, as you know, we funny. age, it's killing me, you know, and I'm, I'm in clinic five days a week right now. Yeah. And you know, for somebody like you, and this is probably a, a good segue into what we're talking about today, um, which is acupuncture. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had a, a a physical therapist that I went to fairly regularly, um, and uh, she was in her, let me see now, probably mid-50s. And she said, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I don't see a path forward to continuing to do it. Yeah, because five days a week of manual manipulation like that using your hands, it's it's physically exhausting and it's almost like a uh, repetitive use injury in in runners. Right. Like it's like, yeah. oh, you do this every day for Absolutely. 20 years. You're you are going to get jacked up, you know, and <laughs> and that's that's across the board. That's Kairos, that's PTs, that's acupuncturists, sure. that's massage yeah, yeah. therapists. And if they don't practice what they preach and then some. Sure. You know, they end up, uh, you know, getting out of the field, tossing up their, you know, whatever, whatever particular tool you want to call it and right. uh, switch switching professions or ah, screw it. I'll just go get a desk job. This is this is burning me out. Yep. Yep. That is right. Um, so uh, basically, that is an interesting problem that you would not think that they would have. But one time I, I read an article um, years ago about how long should you do physical therapy, stretching, meditation, et cetera, after a long drive or a plane ride where you're like mm-hmm. kind of cramped into a you know tight space for a while. And you know, everybody had a different opinion on that, but but nobody said that it wasn't a substantial measure of percentage uh, compared to the activity itself. So it's like, all right, if you have a two hour drive, some people were saying you should have an hour and a half, like stretch, like the hot tub sauna. And that that may not be wrong. You know, I mean, (laughs) there's plenty of studies to show that eight hours of sitting down. And I think this inspired a lot of the standing desk movement, which hit a few years. Oh, for sure. Right. Uh, was like, there was no amount of working out. There was no amount of recovery that could undo the eight hours that you're, you know, squatting on that, you know, chair at the office, you know, and those 10 minute walks around the block were nothing. Yeah. That's why they're like, uh, sitting is the new smoking, right? It's like, oh yeah, it's just terrible for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so let's, let's get into this, man. So we, we're going to talk about acupuncture today and I, I got to, I got to take a uh, maybe 15 year time travel with you here for a moment. Okay. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to get into my time machine and we're going to back up like maybe a decade and a half. And, and I was one of these guys who was like, come on, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. I, you're sticking yeah. a bunch of needles in me. What the hell? I mean, come on. And, 
<clears throat> I, I think I had held that belief as a result of my parents, my elders, I should mm -hmm. say, I, I don't want to just single my parents out because I don't think it was their fault anymore than it was anyone else's. But, you know, quite frankly, in the scheme of things, I know a lot of what we talk about is reasonably new, but acupuncture yeah. in pop culture, if you will, or Western pop culture is yeah. not exactly that old. Like we're not going back that far. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny because in some ways, uh, I, I joked and I at one point made a t-shirt that said acupuncture is the original biohack when yeah. that, when that term finally got coined. Um, but I've been in the field for 20 years and, and the change I've seen to, let's say the Western perception of it yeah. has been night and day. I, I remember having a doctor, uh, tell a patient that I was treating, Hey, watch it. Make sure he's not, you know, reusing needles because you get hepatitis. And I'm like, dude, they've been single use since the 1980s. We're not even allowed to autoclave right. them, you know, in the state. And and it was kind of crazy because, you know, a buzzword that we're going to be a buzz term, I should say, that we're going to be hearing a lot more in the near future is evidence based medicine. Right. And evidence based yeah. medicine, they're like. It, people go like, well, it's got randomized controlled trials. And it's like, yeah, but that's only one part, right? That's the gold standard of studies. But within that, evidence-based medicine not only uh, includes those great studies, it includes, you know, practitioner experience, and it includes what the patient wants. And I think acupuncture hits all of that. It has historic use. Clearly, there's a demand. I mean, when I got into the field 20 years ago it was almost one in 10 americans had tried acupuncture and clearly cities and more urban places had more acupuncturists uh and and that number would skew as you went to like you know the midwest and things like that but like new york la it was like everybody was into it then even if they didn't know why they were getting it right and i think that unfortunately and we've seen this with other things it takes sort of a trend Mm -hmm. to get the ball rolling and then all of a sudden the trends around for a certain amount of time and all of a sudden people are like huh what's with this trend you got the yeah. naysayers that dive in and start trying to prove it wrong you've got yeah. the the fanboys that jump in and try to prove it right <laughs> like you've got you know you've got every and everybody in between right like and so really did, did you is, see the same chart on the internet that i saw that was talking yeah. about early adopters and everything oh, and then right, there was yeah. like it 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 comes up, you get those fanboys that actually use that term, and then it hit this one little section where you're getting everybody trying to discredit it, and then all of a sudden it skyrockets to like mass acceptance. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and you, you know, it is one of those things where you, uh, what was his name? Jeffrey Moore wrote the uh, Crossing the Chasm book. Is that the graph you're talking about? I, it might be. It, it might be. It was on yeah. one of those business website things. And I went, oh, oh then okay. It's definitely, yeah. Yeah. Then it's definitely that one. It is yeah. definitely that. And, but, with, but, you know, look, I mean, I, I think it's probably not going to come to a shock that I, uh, I definitely classify myself as an early adopter. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm kind of in that pretty early, pretty much across the board. And, you know, oftentimes it is days, months, years before you see like your next friend behind, come up behind you and be like, Oh, Hey, I'm here too. You're like, Hey, I've been here for like, 
forever. Yeah. And it, then it's forever until you see what they were talking about, about that chasm. It's which is yeah. essentially just a bell curve. And you jump to the other side and where you get like widespread, you know, yeah, adoption it's so ubiquitous it. that everybody's yeah, done it or, or doing yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I so, think that's, Oh, go ahead, man. No, 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 please. No, I'm just, no, I, I think we're in a weird position because like, and, and we can talk about cupping as an adjunct. That's probably its own separate topic, but you know, Michael Phelps four five years ago now covered in cupping marks. And I'm like, well, that's funny because four years before that, I saw those cupping marks on all of the swimmers from Asia and right. cupping has right. been around for 4,000 years. So that's another thing that all of a sudden hit. And now, I mean, you can't walk into a CrossFit gym without somebody seeing circles on their back. Yeah. And I want to get into that. I want to, I, I actually really want to get into that in a second, but I guess let's, <laughs> let's kind of, let, let's take a step back to ground zero, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, from the outside looking in, it, I, I think here's a fun game, right? What if I play Luddite doofus who doesn't believe in this and, all right. And ask you some silly questions. Like, let's sure, just sure, let's sure. start from, all right. So. So tell me, dude, how to stick in a bunch of needles and me do anything for me? Just start right. me there. Yeah. Let, let's, let's get let, me in. Let's this. start there. And 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 maybe before I answer that, I just I I need to say this as a as a as a white American male in in an Asian discipline uh, that it has been entirely misrepresented here in the West. And some of that, and I've heard stories about a French businessman that translated a textbook. When he was in China, he didn't know medicine, and he sold it almost to the West as this mysteries of the Orient. Now, okay. I've been, I'm always one of these people that like, I need that source. I can't just, right, right, right. but it's an interesting story. And when, when this concept of chi, which is fundamental to every acupuncture system, is discussed, here in the West, I mean, you'd see the Kung Fu movies where people were shooting things out of their body and knocking each other out. And that was that was chi, right? It was this mystical energy. That is never what the the mainstream definition of that was like this. This word chi, yes, it means energy, but in a way that when we're talking about it in, in a human body, does your body have the kinetic or potential energy to do the thing it's supposed to do that, you know, not every function in your body is happening at once. Right. But when you don't have that, we would classically say you don't have the chi to, to perform this task, your chi deficient, or if you got a lot of pain and things are swollen and stuck. Oh, the chi's stuck there. Right. Right. And it was, it was the physiological processes couldn't do what it needed to do. <coughs> Excuse me was never meant to be this mystical thing. So when we talk about it from a classical, you know, East Asian medicine perspective, we're saying when the body's in balance, when everything's working, the energy's flowing through it. When we have even the initial onset of the disease, and we can say that's the underlying stressor that causes the whole thing to fall apart, right. that chi flows mismanages. It doesn't flow the way it's supposed to. We get stagnation, we get deficiency, we get imbalances throughout the body. We put those needles in much like you would a conductor, like let's guide this energy through those channels to restore that balance and restore function. Now, when we talk about it from a modern Western standpoint, we have studies that have been around since the 70s to current 
showing that we have multiple effects on the body and affecting multiple systems. Now, we know that acupuncture and a lot of the stuff that I'm into and a lot of the services that we talk about affect the vagus nerve, right? And that's going to be our wandering nerve. It goes touches about everything. It's called the wandering nerve because it goes everywhere and affects what we call the autonomic nervous system, fight or flight versus rest and digest. Well, modern day and going back to the beginning of us being humans, we got stuck in fight or flight a lot. Acupuncture somehow with those putting those needles in kicks us into rest and digest. And they'd say, so how, oh, we, you, you say somehow, but somehow, let, let me stop. yeah, let me stop you there for real quick. Do we <laughs> look? So, so talk to me about, yeah. this. And I know you and I've had t- chatted about this, yeah, yeah. this before, but, but here's the, here's the question. Like what is the, I think the somehow is what rubs people the wrong way. Right? I, and this, that's, and that's the problem. We don't exactly know. Right. Um, uh, the, the current head of the NIH complementary and alternative medicine department was doing research on acupuncture and its treatment of pain. And she discovered that something happens in the fascia, right? And that increases circulation, releases all this stuff uh, and, and stuff I shouldn't be saying histamine response. That's going to change blood flow, uh, you know, and we're going to see an increase of circulation through the tissue releasing the pain. Now that is something that Japan was calling an artificial splinter, right? You cut your skin, you get something stuck in it. You have a little bit of a trauma. You send blood flow to that area. Well, here's the interesting thing about this fight or flight versus rest and digest vagus nerve response, autonomic nervous system response. If you convince some part of your body that you're going into rest and digest it goes, okay, we're in rest and digest. So if I increase circulation, which these little pins do, and pins is a bad word too, but needles is like the closest way to describe it. But when we penetrate the skin, we're causing this reaction because we've increased circulation. So our body goes, okay, we're going to go with it. So while we're doing that, let's vasodilate all the blood vessels. We improve circulation systemically. Let's take deeper, slower breaths. Well, when does that happen? When we're relaxed. Oh, let's change our brain waves to match brain waves that look like we're in deep sleep or meditation. Let's get more blood flow to the intestines so we're picking up more uh, nutrients. Let's get more blood flow to the lungs so we're off-gassing CO2 and picking up oxygen more efficiently. And that's been studied as the systemic effects of acupuncture. Now, This blood flow theory and increasing blood flow as stimulating that is just what it is. It's a theory, right? We have a bunch of ways that we think acupuncture works. We can observe the effects of it, but we don't have it exactly lined out. Now, the crazy thing is, well, wouldn't that mean we can just stick the needles anywhere and get that effect? Well, yes, there's some of that, but we have other basic research studies where, uh, and I don't know why we torture animals so much with this, but there was one study that was talking about back pain and acupuncture points for back pain. And what they did was they took a bunch of rabbits, they severed the nerve that ran from the brain to the foot. They stimulated a point on the foot that's associated with back pain, according to acupuncture systems. No connection to the central nervous system, no connection to the brain, 
under functional MRI, they showed the region in the brain that corresponds to the sensory portion of the low back lit up. That's crazy. And I was actually, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I, I don't know anything about the uh, nutritional uptake or any of that stuff, but I uh-huh. have seen a ton of fMRI data about this topic. And I think that one of the things that kind of pulled me into the orbit of this as like, I, I don't want to use believer because it sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous, but, but sort of more into the fray about this, we're yeah, seeing yeah. that like, to me, if you could light up a brain in the way that you would expect under circumstance X and but you're in circumstance Y, like to me, that is super intriguing and just makes me ask thousands of questions. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. and so that to me is interesting. And and I hadn't heard the um like the thing like nutrient uptake or or uh CO2 off gassing or any of that stuff, yeah. which all makes sense when you're talking about it as a group. Yeah. But like I didn't I've never, I I don't really know much about those, but it all, I mean, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I guess, well, you you know, know, follow the bouncing ball, right? Yeah. Think about any of the things that happen when you're relaxed, right? And and that's going to be what triggers the rest and digest function, right? You know, even, even balancing of hormones, neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine kind of figure each other out. And in the nineties, and and we'll probably be talking about the endocannabinoid system sometime yeah. in the future uh, and cannabinoids and all those kind of things. But we found out shortly after we found discovered the endocannabinoid system, which is cannabis like compounds that, you know, are secreted by your own body. Um, we getting acupuncture, you start kicking out anandamide, which is an endocannabinoid. Ananda means bliss. They literally call that the bliss molecule. So if if I can hammer that out of your body, you're doing all right. You know, you're going to feel better even if we're not doing something specific. Right, right. And and so <clears throat> you talked about placement on the body. Yeah. And and I think that um and, and touched on how fMRIs were sort of backing that up. Yeah. What are these places? I I I kind of know the answer, but I'm getting you there because I, I yeah, want yeah. you to talk about it. <laughs> you know, so so it, it's kind of funny. Uh you know, and and this is kind of a little aside. When I first graduated, we had like three choices of like what acupuncture chart you were going to hang on your wall. And I always thought it was funny. There was three images of a dude in his underwear that somebody had like superimposed the lines on. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, so well, funny. I don't want that one. But yeah. recently, um, somebody made one that looks like a New York subway system. And I was like, that is cool, right? Because a lot of times I would describe these channels as like an airport map across the country, right? Where we have all these little airports and then we have these giant hubs. So we have points on the body that they're normally formed by crossing of tissue, clefts in bones, gaps, holes, little spaces where your finger naturally stops. Um, and you press in there, and if it's active, somebody go, oh, yeah, that's a little sore, you know. And yeah. they'll correspond along the pathway to other tissue, either internal organs or like another area of the body. Um, they're not made up. I, I mean, that we've shown time and time again, and the fMRI studies are good to show that, like, I press or I insert a needle here, and this part of the brain lights up, or I do X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden, this condition <laughs> starts to improve. 
so we we have that feedback both uh, clinically as well as through uh, both basic research, um, RCTs. You know, I mentioned those are the gold standards. We have over eight thousand of them alone in English. Um, so you know, if this was made up, no one would be trying. What do you, mean, what to do you study. mean in English? Are there are in, there in more English? Of them? Oh yeah. So so here's here's a dirty little secret that people that are on like the fringe like me, because we're not real doctors, uh, uh-huh. get to say uh, Americans and, and most of the the scientific community that's English speaking discredits or devalues studies that are not published in English. That's so, so and, and I, I think it's ridiculous because you can't tell me. That Japan, China, Israel, Russia, these other countries are not following the same rigid standards that we are. So when Japan publishes studies and they're only in Japan, no one else is reading them, you know, because they're in Japanese and we don't I mean, we don't bother to translate it. There's no money in it. I I just can't help but to not ever be confused why the world looks at us like we're a bunch of cavemen running around like I, we're, like I, ridiculous. I mean, aren't we? Aren't we though? I, I mean, it's just absurd. Like why? You know, uh, anyway, I I digress there a moment, but okay. So um, so you know what? <laughs> I'm trying to think how to phrase this. So <laughs> the most exciting thing to me about this field in general, and I'm not even just talking about acupuncture, but but I'm speaking broader to to the the ecosystem that acupuncture fits yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. I find it to be so completely just like what you're supposed to do, right? Like, I mean, I kind of look at it just like with food, right? We actually ate pretty well until mm-hmm. like World War II's over. We're making TV dinners, and it's convenient, and yada, it's yada coming yada, out of a box. It's and and I can see how we got there, right? But like. N- Fast forward 50, 60 years, and you know what? Okay, now now you get a gold star if you go out and exercise. Like, no, dumbass, you were supposed to do that all yeah. along. Like, this is, so it, it's we're, we're still me. primates, man. You got to right, move around. Yeah. You eat what you find, and, and everything right. will be all right. <laughs> but when I look at acupuncture, and I look at the provenance mm-hmm. of acupuncture, and, yeah. I, and I talk to people like you who obviously are well, well you know, tuned into it, this shit has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like forever and the placements and what I was, what I was probing you about, about the placements was, ah, that's a little this fun, shit. Man. Yeah. Didn't, <laughs> yeah. Th- this shit took millennia to figure mm-hmm. out and hone in. And it's crazy. Cause they did that without the internet. Yeah. They did that without a, a TV dinner. They didn't yeah. without some idiot over in America, <laughs> not believing you. Cause you don't speak English. I mean, it's like, I mean, they just did it because that's what worked. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you're really onto something there, right? We had this, what they call the black box model. We, we have a condition that we're trying to treat. We do something and we see an outcome. We may not know what's going on on the inside, but after those millennia of doing it, we know symptom X, Y, and Z, we can go here, and then we get this outcome, right? So we start to build the maps. We start to build the models of that. Um, and as an aside, it's pretty funny because one of the classic textbooks, uh, you mentioned like we're, we're like, you know, we're, we're in our phones and TV dinners and these kind of things. The first formal textbook, the first full system. Now, we have some references to needle therapy going back 9,000 years in both India and China, but the first formalized system is roughly about 2,700 years old. Mm 
And that oh, was called, Just, that, well, yeah, yeah, that you know, I mean, it's, you know, if you can trust something that that's old, but. Well, only the, if it was in English, only if it was in English. Uh, and let me tell you when it was first translated, it was unreadable. Um, in fact, one of the best versions has that took a team of scholars, um, something like 20 years to get through. And the footnotes oh, are longer than the actual version because Here's another fun thing about Chinese. It the language itself evolved. So either characters didn't exist or they've gone into a different meaning. And then we have to infer what it meant 2700 years ago. So there's always this big debate between linguists and scholars of acupuncture about like, well, they use this word and it could mean this or it could mean that or fuck, we don't know. Yeah, you know, and all of that is you know another confounding factor. But the textbook itself is called the Yellow Emperor's Internal Classics, and it's a conversation between Huang Di, the Yellow Emperor, and his chief physician called Chibo. And I'm not saying this is true. Somebody attributes Chibo's name to actually being Hippocrates. Uh, it's yep. a weird little off theory. That's funny, um, but it's it, it's interesting, right? I don't know if we're trying to like you know make worlds collide, and there's no nothing really there. But some scholar did make that claim once. I, I don't know enough about acupuncture from that historic aspect to defend or, you know, dismiss that claim. But it was a nice little side note there. But within that, the first question, the Yellow Emperor, and I'm going to paraphrase and beat the shit out of this. So please, acupuncture scholars, I apologize. It, what's the nature of disease? And Chibo, the physician, answers, well, you know. Back in the day, and he points to another dynasty that's older, you know, people lived in harmony with nature. They didn't eat too much. They didn't sleep too much. They didn't drink too much. They didn't work too much. And they lived, you know, hundreds of years. Now, wow. stress, bad diets, improper sleeping, it, moving too much, not exercising enough, it, it screwed us. <laughs> and right. if that was 2,700 years ago, you give those guys, a, a you know, an iPhone they're they're just as bad off as us or how much worse are we than them right you know well that's uh, so, crazy i didn't uh, know uh, about that yeah it's an interesting aside there but i it really kind of like look at this you know when we're in harmony with nature and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and it, you know in a lot of ways being in the moment uh not stressing about things that happen stressing about things our bodies operate better uh, right. And that's kind of what acupuncture on a on a deeper level is trying to do. Pull you back to this resting state where everything's calm and in that moment it's all right. Interesting. And so, so here's what here twenty seven hundred years, nine thousand years. E either way, let's just collectively say for a really really long yeah. time, we have been honing that edge, and basically we've known about it for. 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Right yeah, I, I mean, licensure in this country was probably starting in the late 70s, uh, early 80s by a lot of really uh, amazing Chinese practitioners. And, and I'm sure there was Japanese and Koreans and Vietnamese also practicing, but it was underground because it wasn't considered acceptable. And we're still seeing some of that, like, oh, that Chinese thing. And that that's that's got racist undertones all over it. I don't even want to touch that. But right. but some some work by some really progressive 
people that got in front of the right doctors that said, no, this is actually doing what they say it's doing, you know? So, and so that's a, that's actually a great sort of bridge be, yeah. to what my next question was going to be, which is, you know, just with any, I, I, you see this with CBD right now, every yeah. fucking celebrity out there has got a CBD thing. That's literally claiming to do everything that you've ever heard. Every yeah. bump, yeah. boil, bruise, scrape, scratch, you know, headache, premenstrual blot, you name it. CBD can cure it. Yeah. I playing devil's advocate a little here. I've heard yeah. the same shit about acupuncture. Right? So, uh, so yeah. And, and that's a valid point, right? Um, I, so I would no, make... walk me through that. Like, okay. I mean, what, 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 in your opinion, I like talk to me about the shit that is completely bullshit, right. Versus <laughs> the stuff that's like, no, this is like down the middle. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, like, first of all, I don't, I don't believe any medicine cures anything, right? Because we can say statistically, this has really good results with X, Y, and Z. If you do this, you're probably not going to die from that. Okay, good. Right? Yes. So acupuncture is a therapy and it exists in, you mentioned a bigger realm that it exists in. It exists in the world of East Asian medicine. Now that includes herbal medicine, that includes diet therapy, that includes exercises, that includes qigong, meditation, um, body work, all of these other therapies and, and moxibustion, which is the other half of acupuncture. But within that, it was also just considered medicine. Those practitioners, and even today in China, most practitioners are also Western-trained MDs were also doing surgery. They were, you know, cauterizing wounds. They were doing all of it. And it's it's not, it was never meant to be cast out into that alternative medicine thing. It was right. a, a medicine that evolved historically. I mean, let's face it, most modern pharmaceuticals have a plant, animal, or mineral, you know, precursor. Right. Right. You know, so why, why wouldn't that happen everywhere? Right. We use the things around us to take care of people. So what do you think made that parse out into its own discipline, which is sort of cleaved off from traditional MD? Um, so I, I, you know, I, I mean, God, wow. I'm going to sound so cynical, but follow the money. Right. You know, and, and, and there's a couple of things here. Follow the money is one. And right. I'm not going to get into a debate about whether Mao Zedong was great or bad. I, I don't want to have that debate. Um, certainly, he did some amazing things. And, eh, you know, some people have some valid arguments and criticism against him. What happened was uh, during the communist takeover, and this is where we get all these neoclassical systems. So there's China was practicing acupuncture. It migrated, evolved and changed as time periods changed in China. Uh, socioeconomical things changed in China, and as it spread to other countries, Vietnam, uh, Japan, Korea, uh, even uh, there's a French Vietnamese system which kind of went to France because France had occupied Vietnam. But oh, wow. during that time, it, the 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 goal was to provide healthcare to what wasn't a billion people yet, but getting close. They didn't have the infrastructure. They didn't have the schools. They didn't have the resources to get the pharmaceuticals or the traditional things. So what they did was they created or recreated, reintroduced this concept of barefoot doctors, right? They gave anybody with any kind of medical 
you know, aptitude, uh, a crash course in whatever Western medicinals they could get, acupuncture and Chinese herbs. When all of these programs, like especially acupuncture and herbs, were things that you would like, if your family didn't do it, you would go live with that family for 10 to 20 years. You might even take their last name and now oh, you're right. now you're a doctor. Sure. You know, oh, wow. uh, and and how do we do this? How do we like how do we get this out in front of people that need it? And they called them barefoot doctors because they literally wandered around the country and wore out the soles of their shoes. Oh, that's right. Funny. So so when we hit this 1950s period, this is when um people wanted modern. They were all about modernizing, right? So the people's medicine. Uh, kind of took a back seat. Mao Zedong didn't really like love it. It, you know, there's some debate about whether or not he would have done away with it, but it survived because it was accessible to people out, you know, in these, you know, hard, remote villages that had rough lives. So when when the hospitals were finally built, when the you know the medical schools were built, acupuncture kind of stuck around. Now, it, it had made it to other countries already, and we can have all these horrible conversations about World War II, but Japan uh, had those textbooks already, and uh, clearly those countries weren't friendly. Um, they developed their own systems. Korea developed their own systems, and these neoclassical things happened in the 1950s because everyone was sitting there with that 2,700-year-old book going, okay, now how do we do this for the modern people? That's fascinating. And I always love the evolution of those things. I, yeah. uh, as you know, I've been training in uh, Okinawan based jujitsu for 20 something yeah. years now. And when you start looking into all these other systems, I've moved around a couple of times and you look at just the martial arts system, which I, I I'm hearing a lot of parallels <laughs> with. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, but it's fascinating that through, as it sort of rides this uh, rural network of oral tradition from one village to the next and then somehow some some person goes off and to another country in a long boat ride or something all of a sudden this thing gets migrated and mm -hmm. you know or there's a geopolitical you know movement like what you're talking about absolutely uh, judo jujitsu itself got to brazil through geopolitical means and like mm -hmm. so that and, and now we have a whole thing called brazilian jujitsu yeah which yeah. is zero percent like Asian jujitsu, or that's definitely not a term, but you know, like just Japanese jujitsu, yeah, Japanese jujitsu, right? Like that's not at all the same thing. But like, if you look hard enough, there's some there's some similarities. There are some yeah. similarities, like enough, uh, you know, enough to say, oh, okay, I can I can see where that came from. But and 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 I, that's because these arts, just just like East Asian medicine, are living and evolving, right? They're not static. They're not like frozen no, that's the in part one where piece I was of telling time. You, yeah. Yeah, that's the part that I'm saying is so fascinating yeah. because you can say, you know, hey, look, this is I'm reading on page 12 of this text that uh, this is a spot for, you know, liver detoxification. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great. And then you do it and you're like, hey, this person, you know, broke their pelvis in an accident. And now that spot on this person moved over a little bit or something, you know, like there's like something about this person that's different. And you're like, oh, well, in our spot, we're shorter, we're taller, we're fatter, yeah. we're skinnier. We eat different food. We have different amounts of sunlight. I mean, you know, there's so many things. Oh, about so many variables. Completely yeah. That you would be like, all right, page 12 is totally useless to me. <laughs> so and and gonna... and that's kind of the cool thing, right? So right. with within that, 
you have the ability to, and, and, and I will say we can knock America all day. Um, but most of the major systems, most of the major evolutionary gaps in acupuncture where these changes happened, it, there's somebody in America right now that has that tradition. Even these like closed family systems are starting to see some light here because like on one hand we're eating this shit up and I hope we don't like sure. turn this into like some watered down version. But on the other hand, we're also doing the research. So like there's a system called medical acupuncture. It's preferred by medical doctors. Why? Because we put this needle in, we studied all the effects we could measure. And we know that when we stimulate this point, uh, we can cause uter uterine contractions, more blood flow to the uterus, this, 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 and this. Wow, that's amazing. By the way, <laughs> the classical system, <coughs> this is the number one point for gynecology. Right. That's Two fine. different ways of describing the point using modern research, but the classical stuff got there. Well, you know, you were talking earlier about every drug having a, a plant, pro, yeah. you know, animal or whatever root. Well, I mean, that's kind of true for a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, you know, that which can be measured can be, you know, changed mm -hmm, kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? So it's one thing to know that 2,700 years of experience says that this is the point for urinary or uterine, yeah, yeah. you know, health. But until you stick, uh, you know, a needle with like a probe on it and measure that shit yeah. and like do some fMRI scans and really like peel back this onion. You don't really know if that is placebo effect, which you and I both talked about a thousand times that yeah. being like one of the most powerful drugs on the planet. And why charge. not play it up? Yeah. Why not play it right, up? Right. Um, but like, you don't know. Right. So unless you mm -hmm. peel back the onion. So what I do like about where, I mean, look, we could have been born and probably have been born in many, many <laughs> spots in history, yeah, in yeah. history. Right. But this particular roll around is interesting because we do live in a time where 2,700 years ago, they didn't have an FR, fMRI scanner yeah. to be like, hey, look, this is what's actually happening. You guys were onto something, and guess what? You were right. Yeah. You, you know, but now we do. So you can describe it, and I like how you put that, you know, describing two different ways the same thing. Because yeah. I feel like that is what maybe gets to be missing a little bit is we haven't given some people, or the broader population anyway, doesn't have multiple ways to interpret this data. So I think people still get it wrong. Yeah. Not, and you know, and I think that's a mishandling of correct the classical concepts. It's not, it's not the fault of the medicine. It's, you know, no, no, like no. if I say, Oh, the cheese not flowing. Right. And I leave it at that. It, most people are going to roll their eyes. So, so let's talk about, let's talk about practice here. Yeah. When you, in your practice and, and just from what you know about other practitioners, Give us a couple things that like <laughs> no holds barred. This is going to work on me for right. Like, I, and I don't need mean everybody. I just say okay. like, like, is this great for migraines? Is it great to get a, a better heart on? Yeah, like, yeah. Be, the, be, because yeah, you know, I, because I did. I kind of backed out of the like, hey, it's it's the great panacea question, didn't you, I? But well, so <laughs> I asked that question not because yeah, <clears throat> I asked that question not because I thought it was. Yeah, because I don't believe personally it is, but I don't believe anything is. And no, you actually started is. off nothing by saying is, yeah. that. 
But I guess my question is, is that being said, there are probably a few things that this is excellent modal, yeah, yeah. modality of treatment for. Right? And, like and, it, and what I would say is most conditions can be improved, but if like you're coming in with stage four cancer, don't, don't expect a few needles to like make that tumor disappear. You know, no, of course <laughs> the slam dunks and the things that I can talk about, you know, here's a pile of research. Here's what the bread and butter is. Number one conditions are going to be pain, right? Um, we increase circulation. We reduce inflammation. Pain relief is number one on that list. I love it. I, you, you know, I will say that the biggest volume, at least things that I've seen in uh, acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine seems to be on women's health, right? And and this is not some, hey, we love women thing, but this was back in the day, emperor needs babies, emperor needs heirs. Family needs to have lots of kids to work the farm. So not the best women's lib you know, promotion, right. but at the same time, we got all this amazing research. So I know a lot of very well-known acupuncturists that cut their teeth being fertility specialists. Yeah, I, we, I actually, by volume, I think I know more people that have done it for fertility yeah. than anything else. And and uh, like, I don't specialize in that. I'd say at any given moment, at least a quarter of my practice is fertility or uh, care during pregnancy or crazy right. things like labor induction, breech birth, uh, repositioning, all of these crazy things that like, hey, not only is it weird, we've got plenty of studies to back it up. and it freaking works. Right. Like right. That, sure. You know, like I, I think you know me well enough to know that I'm pretty ADHD. If, if I didn't have something so new to look at, <laughs> if I didn't have something new to look at or study, and I've got all this classical research, all this modern research, there's still something every day in the clinic or a journal I pick up or a book that I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. So, you know, neurological stuff is huge for us. Uh, there's a movie called 9,000 Needles, which talks about a guy that had a massive stroke. Uh, I believe he was a like a famous bodybuilder, and he went to China for treatment. And wow. I mean, wheelchair bound, and by the end of the, the documentary, he's up and walking around. Now that's like one of the most famous Chinese acupuncturists currently, and people go to China just to study his protocol. And it's right. all well, scalp acupuncture, sure. which is a modern form. You know, it's actually looking at how so the brain a- works. Right. So that's like a real like techie evolution of that. Absolutely. And we were putting we were putting needles in the scalp forever. But once we started looking at how the brain maps out the parts of the body and we have a motor line and a sensory line and here's how we stimulate that, we got some crazy results. Right. So, uh, you know, and then to just briefly super fascinating. Just to briefly go through it, and we all talk about the World Health Organization study. It had 43 separate groups of conditions. So like we said, neurological, you got your migraines in there. You got your, you know, spinal cord injuries, TBI, you know, and, and then digestive disorders. We also kick acid autoimmune stuff, not because we're turning off the thing that's attacking your body. Um, but because we're helping regulate all these systems, right? This heightened immune response is, you know, too much, right? So because of acupuncture's regulatory effects, we can tone that down. I'm not going to cure somebody's ulcerative colitis, but if I can get them not running to the bathroom every 10 minutes, 
they're going to be pretty damn happy. And yes, yeah, that absolutely. goes along with diet and, and Western sure. prescriptions and all these other things. It's not this or nothing. It's yes. And it's very, uh, you, you know, very, uh, what do they call it? Improvisational comedy. It, it, you know, like, yes, do right, that. Right. And this. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing about all this stuff that we talk yeah. about that is just pretty much, you, you kind of have to assume, right? Like I could sit under a red light and I can get acupuncture yeah. and I can do this and I can do that. And like, if I'm doing all of these things, my general health outcome is probably looking okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that any one of those things did it. it no, no. It, it means, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an additive effect or a cumulative effect that, you know, um, I just by way of a story, came to you uh mm -hmm. with crazy diaphragm pain like it was yeah, just yeah. like wacky and you you didn't even go near the front of me you're like you know what i think cupping on your back is gonna kick, kick like kick this thing into high gear i was like i looked at you like you were crazy i'm like what the hell are you talking about man yeah <laughs> and spoiler alert but i want you to kind of talk about that because i think the the spirit of my question here is so much of what you do is diagnostic in nature yeah. and not formulaic in nature. But like, I mean, spoiler alert on mine. I mean, that thing worked like a freaking charm. I mean, mm -hmm. I was, you know, I, I was worried I was when right he didn't right. come back. I'm like, Oh shit, this dude, I'm trying to do a podcast with. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, he, didn't, uh, I didn't help him out. <laughs> he was, he was, he was very good. I mean, and I will have to say on an aside, it is coming back a little bit, but, oh, okay. um, but I mean, it's been, a few months since you and I did that. But my, yeah. what, my point about that, which was fascinating was I was, and the fact that it worked after one time means like I, and I think I told you this when we met, but mm -hmm. um, it had just sort of started coming on. So I think I was early enough in the de evolution of my posture at sitting yeah. at a desk all, all this time, which I think was the root cause of this particular one. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure that out. Um, but you took one look at it, you, you know, it, felt this felt that you, you went through your mental Rolodex and out came, you know, like now cupping here, this is where we're going. Like when you looked at me, for example, and anybody, this is a broader question, like how, wh what's going through your mind, like diagnostically, like what, what dots are you trying to. Yeah. To? So, so it, this is where it gets pretty unique to the practitioner. Um, you know, I mentioned all these different systems from different countries and then these family styles and then their experience and who they studied under, really, really flavors it. So I mentioned uh, J in Japan, they went back and did this neoclassical thing. Uh, I practice mainly uh, a style called Japanese meridian therapy. And affectionately, it's known as blue collar acupuncture. And it's not because it's only for the working class, it's for everyone, but because it's very hands on, right? So we can question, we can look, we can listen, you know, we can, we can feel and those are our main diagnostic tools. So you have to develop those. Like if you came to me, you know, one year out, I probably wouldn't have pulled out the cups and I probably wouldn't have gotten the same results. Right. Right. But right. that, that develops, that's, that's very much like martial arts. You keep doing the same things over and over again. And you start to develop patterns. You see things that you wouldn't see originally. Um, within that, uh, you're constantly having a conversation with the person, even when you're not talking. You know, right, right, right. I, I mean, like we can talk about the fact that, you know, we get two billion pieces of data thrown at us every second. We can only handle like 
what, 50. You know, we, we phase right, right, everything right. else out. So you're constantly telling everybody what's going on, right? I mean, we have these studies of like, you know, micro expressions to like oh, the man. CIA will do and all these kind of things, but we're, we're constantly doing it. So, you know, the other thing is you look at the body and, and, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little like not so humble brag here. We just won best of Baltimore and Baltimore magazine for wholeness center, W H O L E, um, wow. which I was like, okay, I, that's a new term, but I, I dig it, man. You know, yeah, it, it's, I, I, I'd like be, to be in whole. Better because, than being in pieces, <laughs> you know. You know, because a lot of times in Western medicine, we call it reductionist, right? It's like, what is that smallest little thing, part of the body, molecule, atom, gene, whatever that tiny thing is? What's wrong there? How do we fix that? With right, with right. with Western with Eastern medicine as a whole, and I'd say this is mostly true in Ayurvedic and the rest of the disciplines that fall into East Asian medicine. I want to see how you're functioning as a whole person, right? So looking at the front from the back, that's, that's not, that's not a foreign concept. So you said, Oh, we went to your back. And I think what I was like, was like, you know, we have this amazing area on the back that really lights up the diaphragm. So if you're feeling that tightness in the front, I know I can get it at the nerve root, which is very Western, right? I know that I can open up those intercostals, which wrap all the way around the ribs. So for me, it just looked like one big thing. It wasn't a bunch of different pieces or it wasn't, you know, it hurts here, go here. They have an expression in China and sometimes the practitioners will follow this. Sometimes they don't, depending on training, don't spank a crying baby. So if that area is screaming out, I go running yeah. in there. I'm probably just going to piss it off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes that's appropriate. You, you did <laughs> but, hit me with that one. You, I was two or three needles in. Yeah. And you, you got me with that <laughs> one. And it was it was in the crying baby, like right there. I was like, yeah. and all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> curled yeah. up. I was like, wow, wow. That, yeah. That's a thing, isn't it? And and you're like, yep, you know what? Roll over. We're going to cup your back. We're, we're good well, with this. Like, well, you know, and, and we could have kept going with that. You would have pissed off at me for three days and then hopefully yeah, you let go. You know, it, it's yeah. so that is not necessarily inappropriate. They'd call that a healing crisis. Uh, the Japanese being a little bit more like apologetic don't want to do that. Look, can I get no, this from I guess somewhere my, else? My, my point, uh, I think where I was going with that was more along the lines of saying, you know, you and I had a, you had a look, you had a, you know, you touched this, you touched that. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of asking me a bunch of questions. I'm giving you the verbal answers, but all the while you're, you're feeling my shoulder, you're feeling my, you know, my, my collarbone, you kind of like, and, and you're sort of like matching the other conversation going on, yeah. which is between like my diaphragm, my shoulder, all the places you were kind of like mm-hmm. checking out going, well, what's wrong with this guy? And then when you're like, Hey, here's my plan. You kind of talk me through like, all right, here's what I'm thinking. And when we went down one Avenue, you're like, Nope, that's a, that's a hard pass. We're going to go to the, you know, and it was, but it was so funny because we were on that journey anyway. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we were yeah, getting yeah, there, yeah. but, but you, the signal from the bodies when you were like, Nope. Oh yeah. This other thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's very funny because like I, I, my mentor, uh, I, I love and respect that man. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, but he, he would mess with me on the regular. And, and when I was uh, apprenticing under him, uh, he goes, okay, where's this? 
And I go, oh, I didn't I didn't know I had to bring that. And he goes, you you have to be able to expect things with me. And then we go in to see the patient and he looks at her, kind of glances back at me and goes, you know, I never know what the hell I'm doing <laughs> until <laughs> until right. the patient presents themselves to me. And then you're yeah. And, and then yeah, I'm that's... like, we, we walked out of the room and I'm like, oh, shit, he was fucking with me again. Yeah, yeah you totally. know, it's like, and and yeah. I, you know, and and his 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 teaching was was quite comical when I wasn't you know terrified and intimidated of him. But you know what? It's funny. It's hard to teach that without doing stuff like that, right? Like you oh, can't yeah. be so so much of what I mean. Look, look at any professional or any any, especially the the nuanced kind of professions, and yeah. I think acupuncture goes in that bucket for sure. But it's hard. You could teach somebody what size the needles are and yeah, yeah. you know, you can teach them like the technique the, the, and the, all of the that techniques yeah. and how to palpate a point and all that stuff. And you can, you can teach somebody the mechanics of it, but you can't teach somebody that whatever that feeling is, that says, I don't know shit about shit until I see some shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're, you, you spring to action with this like connection to a, to a flow of information. Yeah. That, that you know is in there, but you can't access it until you need it for something, right? Like, and, I, I, and yeah. He, yeah, which is why and, conversations like this, where somebody's just asking you some silly questions, are a little harder than if if I was presenting with an actual problem. Actual problem, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like even even in even in classes, right? We do these case studies, and you'd have this hypothetical person who's a hypothetical age with a hypothetical right. problem, and, and here's the hypothetical signs and symptoms, about, yeah. and it's like. Well, you know, I mean, the the beauty of most things in acupuncture, at least, and and certainly in body work and maybe herbal medicine as well, is you there there isn't one path. It's not linear like Western medicine, where patient presents with symptom X, Y, and Z. I order, you right. know, these blood tests. I get the diagnosis. Here's the treatment. It's well, they're saying this and this is there and that's there and that's there. And we have these tendencies. So how do I wade through all of these things? And and that's like one, that classical textbook that we all love to misquote says acupuncture is the expression of humanity, which is like a really profoundly deep thing because yes, it's the interaction of people, but my interaction with you is going to be entirely different than you know, your interaction with another practitioner. And that doesn't mean it's good or bad. Like oh, you might sure. have preferences, right? but the way I'm seeing you, the way you're seeing me all feeds into how good that treatment's going to go. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we have this ability to have this, you know, once again, living, breathing thing that informs and continues to cultivate like, like a martial art, right? You can throw that punch a thousand times and that a thousand first time something feels different right you know and and now yeah, you well, have I, those yeah, thousand sure. behind it to inform hmm what does that mean you know and i think it's funny that you should use that as an example because you know i in just to juxtapose this with another edison thing that you hear about i didn't i didn't uh you know succeed in making a light bulb i found 199 yeah. ways not to make a light bulb. So it's it's unlike that where you're physically. He also found a you know a hundred other inventors to steal from. 
yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. so, sorry. So, so, sorry. Uh, I'm but, but Team like, Tesla, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's hilarious. Not so much um, Elon Musk, but Tesla. So, yeah, but it's funny because, okay, so first of all, I agree with you there. Uh, we could totally do that, nerd out on that another time. But the thing that's interesting about that is, unlike Edison or the people he stole that from, mm-hmm. they literally found x number of ways not to make a light bulb yeah and they found one that did unlike that you learn a thousand ways to do the same thing so your success was even yeah. the first time you did it like it wasn't even if it wasn't successful in one measure it's successful in bringing you to step to the second time you did it right and yeah. then yeah to the third and so on and so forth and so it's one of those interesting things that when i talk to practitioners like you um I, and and hear how they describe it, like that PT I told you about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. There is only education only takes us so far before it sort of dips into the sort of internal monologue that you're having, and your 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 internal antenna to receive that data from this other human being. Yeah. Um, and and you know, like I said, I mean, you, you've we've kind of bounced with the martial art metaphor a lot, but that's entirely true. I mean, just looking at them, you almost sense where they're coming next, and you, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, you either meet them there or you avoid them, right? Like, yeah, but you know, absolutely, you, you know, you 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 know ahead of time, you're like, all right, in this case, I see them moving in this direction. I'm. I'm choosing to meet them there, but if they would have moved this way, I would choose to possibly avoid yeah. them. And I think it's just an interesting art. And and I think that this kind of bridges me into sort of where we get to the part about, you know, we typically sort of give our take on, on yeah. what we're talking about. And I'll tell you, for me, this was a funny one. Granted, it started a reasonably long time ago at this point, but I, I definitely have to say I, at one point in my life was a hard like negative five, this shit is crazy. These people are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I would say I'm probably the exact opposite now. Like I'm like, you know what, man? This, this is. But you have to look at it through the lens of also, right? And you said it best when you said that. It's like, it's not a thing unto itself. It's an mm-hmm. also, right? Like I'm doing this as well as that, and also yeah. this, and and also. But that. but that's medicine as a whole, right? I mean, if you eat not here shitty not. <laughs> food, but like if you if you eat McDonald's all day every day, um, and and you don't expect to have some health issues, right? Like and 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 we have to find this balance too, because you find other people that are like they're never going to stop running, and you're like, dude, you're. I, I I'm watching your ankle hang off. Right, Just stop right. and yeah. fix that. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, sure. it, we're, we're, we're so beyond even like overtraining. Right now you're just being stubborn, you know? So, so we have to find that balance and, and just like martial arts, that's what acupuncture and East Asian medicine as a whole is, is all about. And in fact, all of the principles are the same. They translate into Asian music. They translate into painting, uh, the calligraphy, all of it, all the same principles, right? Yeah, we yeah. have five elements in acupuncture. The martial arts system I studied was Xing Yi, which is like they call it form boxing. It's one of these internal ones. Same five elements. Yeah, they're represented yeah, yeah. by five different fists. So we have that coming up and up and again. And now, now we're back on that rating scale. I'm sorry, I kind of no, 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 no it, diverged. So I guess where I was going with this was for me, it's hard to break this down. We typically do, but I mean, you know, because, you know, let's stick with what we, we kind of yeah, do yeah. here, but, 
but like cost, it's not free. It's not no, cost no. prohibitive. Um, uh, some, some, some insurances, depending on the state you live in, depending on your policy, insurance right. may cover it. And, and that's more of a financial gain for the, for the insurance company, because they know if they pay a hundred bucks for 40 treatments a year or something like that, they may keep that person out of the MRI machine. Well, and that's what I find, so <laughs> you know, funny. you know, when this is a reasonably new thing, um, the, the getting covered by your insurance yeah, company. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. And I would urge everyone listening to this, who's even like a little bit curious about it to call your, your insurance company about it, because it yeah. is one of those things that I found out that ours is. And I'm fascinated because like you said, actuaries rule the roost when it comes yeah. to health insurance. So if they are paying for this, it is absolutely monetarily driven. There's no two the, ways about it. They, they don't care about your can, health. They want to keep no. that money in their pocket. Absolutely. So like if, uh, to your point, if a health, uh, and I thought the same exact thing when I found out, I'm like, why would health insurance cover? Oh, (laughs) right. And, and, and they're not, not, they're not early adopters. They're not. No, hell no. And it's funny because they are the latest adopters because after they figured out all the ways this could go, Mm -hmm. that's when they were like, guy, you know, let's think about this. And it's funny, but you know what they don't come out and say, and this is what really pisses me off is they don't come out and say, Hey guys, great news. We're going to cover this on health insurance. And here's why we did a lot of fucking research and found out this is legit and Mm -hmm. it works. And so we're going to cover it. Because we know it's going to save us hundreds of millions of dollars. I, 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 and, it, it, whether or not it works, you shut up, right? You don't keep funny. going nobody's, to other places. Yeah, nobody's talking about that part. And I think that's the that's the train that I think that's mm-hmm. the start bringing this whole thing full circle. Yeah, that's that starting line I was referring to way back at the beginning of this is to say like, look, we're almost to the part where we recognize philosophically if a if a health insurance company is saying we're good with this, then then it's probably even more effective than we even know. Yeah, <laughs> like like data wise, right? Right, like data wise, and, like, and yeah, it, it, if it saves them money, right? They know they're yeah, you know, they're all there's aboard. some meat on the bone there, right? Yeah. Like you know, they've got a lot on it. So so I clearly don't need to ask your opinion of this. You never you, ask a barber if you need a haircut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> but you. Obviously, I would assume, but correct me here. This is your chance to to tell me you're completely wrong. I'm completely wrong, but I assume you also agree with all these things as modalities of treatment, as yeah. you know, benefits, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and lo- cost cost. Even if you don't have insurance, there are private treatments. There's some community treatments, which you're you're sitting in Lazy Boys or some of those fancy zero gravity recliners in a room. Now you're probably not going to want to get into your, you know, sexual health and cycle and, you know, right, how right. bad your hemorrhoids yeah, are session. in that group setting. But if you're looking for something for some conditions that are a little bit easier to treat, or maybe you you just want it for stress relief and general well care, check out community acupuncture. Um, I have a private practice because I, I I tend to deal with some difficult stuff that I and you know more sensitive stuff that sure. I don't think people want to talk about. Uh, in in that kind of a setting, but sure. uh, no, I, yeah, I, there I, there are, there are modalities and ways to like mediate the price, even if you don't have insurance. 
And I, and I have to say, I mean, I, I know price is very highly individual. So, you know, it, it, it's impossible to say, oh, it's not bad because, you know, one person's not bad could be like, you know, three weeks salary for somebody else. Yeah, so absolutely. Like it, yeah, it's, it's tough to really do that. But I mean, in, in general, I, I, and I, I'm kind of curious if you know anything about the smaller towns, but I mean, from city to city that I've been in, it, it looks like you can get a decent acupuncture for anywhere from 50 to 120 bucks. And that's, that, that sounds about right. You know, and, yeah. and I will say we're, we're here in Maryland and, uh, I just recently saw a report that like Maryland acupuncturists tend to be reimbursed more, uh, oh, you know, like as, as far as salary wise. And I, I, I think some of us might be fibbing on, on their tax returns or, or, yeah. you know, something like that, but it, it 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 does seem to be a little bit pricier here and then in major cities like LA and sure, you, well, you know that's... New York but at the same time you will find those little uh you know shops that may charge less and and still do an amazing job yeah well thanks for taking us through that today man i mean i i know you and i've talked about it but uh, when we were talking about like topics to 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 kind of go yeah. over i we we didn't have this one at the top of the list, and it's funny because it's something that's so near and dear to to us that yeah. I, I don't know why we didn't have it as like why first not one. knock it out yeah because <laughs> like, so, we wanted so to talk about stupid. orgasmic meditation man. yeah and yeah why not I mean, <laughs> why yeah. not I mean that is certainly listen I mean. <laughs> I find them to completely uh, nerdy, but for totally different reasons, obviously. Yeah. But so, uh, so what what are you getting into uh, these days? What what's uh, you reading anything fun? Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, right now. I I I will say, as a clinician, I, I don't business well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I I a friend of ours, Joe McClinsky, recommended Layered Money, which talks about just basically how oh, money works and and how it started uh so i just started that book but it goes into uh our current financial system and cryptocurrency which uh it, you know i'm sure we're all excited to see whether it takes off or it or it goes sure. down the drain um so i'm very interested to get through that but i i just cracked it open yesterday so i'm, I'm pretty oh, excited sweet. to see how it goes um speaking of friends um uh, arjuna ardov is uh wrote, mm-hmm. wrote a book um uh, called radical brilliance which i cracked open last week um very interesting book about the ideation process and mm-hmm. and imitative thoughts versus original thoughts it's a it's a pretty fascinating thing especially especially fun nerd rabbit hole for people of our particular uh thought pattern but uh, but yeah, I can't wait to kind of peel this back. So far, so good. I'm I'm oh good, man. Yeah, yeah. kind of rocking and rolling. I'm uh, very also, impressed with him. I also just to, as a as a bio nerd thing, got into a little thing where I'm trying to foam roll my back at the same time as musing and seeing how <laughs> many birds I can get while ex- causing extreme albeit relaxing pain to my back. I, I had a water ski incident oh. uh, over the weekend where I'm a little, I got a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a back issue. So I'm, I realized that when you are in extreme pain, I'm actually finding it interesting that I can get more birds. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't I, know, man. Maybe, maybe you're hacking something there. I, 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 know, I mean, so I know that if I like pick up, like get the muse to calibrate while I'm on the phone and then I hang okay. up just that drop in me no longer talking. I, I look like a Zen fucking monk on the, 
so I will be honest with you. I calibrate the same way every time, which is and you have the, to with that. Yeah. yeah. And I calibrate the, I calibrate in whatever position I'm going to meditate in for the mm-hmm. day. And so if it's standing in my red light panels, I'll do it there. Yeah. Um, with the red lights on, if it's in my sauna, I'll do it there. If it's, you know, sitting, you know, cross-legged on the ground, I'll do it there. In this yeah. case, I am actually doing it while bent over the rolling I got the foam. So I, I, you and I, I think you're the one who actually originally told me about that hack. I I think, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's pretty funny because it, so, so muse, uh, and this could be its own topic and meditation. Certainly muse is a headband that you wear. That's kind of a biofeedback device that you use for meditation. It's, it's probably my favorite thing. I'm almost at a thousand days in a row using it after 20 years of meditating. Um, I mean, not all of them are good. Some of them are only five minutes. Some of them are 45, but you know, doing it daily. Um, it's a cool little device. Yes. It's a little pricey, but, um, if you're trying to develop an acupuncture, uh, acupuncture, a meditation practice, I definitely think it's worth it. Um, but seeing that streak break is hard. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's it's motivational. It's heartbreaking. Uh, but Yeah. yeah. It's and it's it's a fun tool to play with. Uh, certainly, meditation can be free, but maybe we should talk about that. It's one of these times. Yeah, yeah. so many different. Well, uh, anyway, we've been chatting for long. Yeah, we have. Let's let's get on out of here. But thanks again, Tom. I appreciate it, and uh, everyone out there, have a good good week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Take care. Be subversive, irreverent. Health is wealth, but you knew that. Everybody knows that. But so was following us on social media at Irreverent Health. And check out our website for more exclusive content at irreverenthealth.com. Oh, I like this. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Irreverent Health.